All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans sponsored by Lionball Media. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Our very special guest in Feature Titan today, I'm so excited, thrilled and honored all the way from beautiful, sunny California. When it comes down to it, Christopher Dyson. Christopher, it's an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time, my friend. Oh, listen, the honor's mine, Greg, really. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure. It's great Gosh. to see you. I, yeah, it's just great. I mean, we were chatting the other day, and it's just nice to, to see you right here in the flesh or the digital flesh, as we, as we say. But uh, yeah. I just can't wait to dive into the series of questions, my friend, and really share your story and who you are and why you do what you do and so many incredible things that are happening in your life and your world. Um, so I guess without further ado, let's just, uh, jump in and, and start with the first question, which is, I guess, Christopher, just introduce yourself, who you are, where you're from, you know, what motivates you the whole nine, you know, on your path to today. So, yeah. So my name is Chris Dyson. I'm originally from Liverpool, England. Um, I've been in, uh, in LA for, since 2000, end of 2005, I came out here. Hmm. Uh, I started my real estate career in Spain in the year 2000. Okay. Uh, so my 21st year, which I cannot, I used to hear agents say, oh, I've been doing this for 20 years. I'd be like, really? That's ages. And I'm like, 20 years. So um, no, I love, I love the business. I love, uh, you know, uh, I'm blessed to be able to do it in this incredible environment that we find ourselves in here in California. You know, we get to some of the best houses in the world. There was some of the most incredible people. Um, I count myself very lucky, hmm. uh, motivated, just, you know, by my family as much as anything else. Honestly, I won the lottery with, with, with my family and my kids and everything. Just want to provide them the best life possible. So, you know, excited wow. to try and do great things. Yeah. Well, Christopher, when you talk about that, Chris, I guess, I'll, Chris, I'll, Chris? Let, let, let's drop the formalities. I'm a Gregory. I go by Greg. We'll, we'll, we'll drop that. So, uh, but Chris, mm -hmm. when it comes down to it, I love your, your story and progression as far as, you know, talking about Liverpool and, you know, different parts, obviously into Spain and then, you know, here into, into California and into the United States. So I want to, I want to rewind it just a little bit. So why did you leave England in the first place? Uh -huh. And then where did Spain come from? And then how did you get here? What's well, that story? That, 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 how long have you got? Cause that's, give it to I'll, us I'll, right I'll here. Try, I'll try and distill it into a friendly meeting. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Uh, I, I, I've been very lucky that there's just, I, I, there's been some certain things that have happened in my, or certain opportunities that I've been able to capitalize on. I, if you'd have asked, told me, you know, 25 years ago when I was in, uh, in the Northwest of England, that I'd be sat here now talking to you doing this, I'd have told you to, you know, F off. <laughs> It's been a hell, hell of a journey, hell of a ride. But I, I started, I actually, a friend of mine called me up in 1999, it would have been. And, uh, and I didn't know what I was going to do. I'd been to university. I got a degree because that's what you're meant to do in, yeah. a, in a thing called urban planning and management. I had no, literally zero clue what I was going to do. I actually went to Ibiza for a summer to go and, you know, get that out of my way, which love was, that, my friend. I love the podcast, that by the way. But <laughs> um, uh, I, a friend of mine called me up and said, Why don't you move to Leeds, which is in the north of England, and come and work for a or try and get a job with a, with a recruitment consultancy? Hmm. And you know, that seemed to be the cool thing to do when I was a 20 year old. And what was into the only reason I bring it up is because it was really interesting in terms of my growth as a salesperson. Is yeah. it was a very, I, 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 so I moved to Leeds, which is a great mm -hmm. city cold though um which will bring me to the sunshine in spain <laughs> later but uh i started working for this recruitment firm and what was amazing about it is for the first time i really got introduced to a very aggressive sort of sales environment and and you had to use your voice mm -hmm. you know you had to uh it didn't matter what you look like it didn't matter you know i've you know been able to in in person be very personable and uh and everything else and this was the first time that you really had to fine tune your message mm. and you had, you had a very limited time on a phone with someone in a cold scenario. And, and, yeah. and, and honestly, that was really super helpful. Mm -hmm. um, and when I look back on it now in terms of just growth in, 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 in this space. And uh, you know, I went, I, I honestly went out to Spain for a weekend and my parents had bought a small holiday home there. Mm. That was in, uh, in like February, 2000. 
Wow. And uh, I know it's a place called Marbella. The sun was shining. And, uh, and, and this guy, we met this guy for lunch. He was working in the real estate industry. He says, why don't you come out here and sell houses? Oh, well, all right. That sounds great. <laughs> I love that. And, you know, I, was, oh. I wasn't, and at the time, you know, you'd be in Leeds, you'd be going to work in the, in the dark, coming home in the dark. It was snowing, mm-hmm. it was cold. And I was like, Marbella's palm trees and, you know, yachts and oh, fast wow. cars. And, <laughs> and honestly, I, I didn't know my arse from my elbow at the time. Like, I was... <laughs> I was like wet behind the ears, and um, mm. but I started working for this firm uh, as th- we were thirty people again. I'd never even thought about selling houses in my life, mm. and 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 thank God I was actually really good at it. You know, there were a great, it was a great, for, great uh, directors at this firm. Mm-hmm. Again, it gave us great training and great insight. But I executed really well. I mean, I was the youngest guy there. Um, I think at 22, I was at the time. And wow. over a two or three year period, that company grew from 30 people to over 300 people. I became one of the sort of sales directors there. I was the youngest. I was the top salesperson the first year I was there. Then I was the top manager. Then they put me in charge of an office on the East Coast. Wow. All at like 25, I was in charge of like 100 people. And hmm. it, was, it, was, it was pretty amazing. I've yeah. got to tell you, it was it was pretty, uh, pretty amazing and had a wonderful time. But again, that, that grounding and, and, and that sort of experience um, in real estate, really, that really laid the foundations for, you know, for what I do today. So, okay. Okay. It will. And, and I love that, that pathway, right. And you're starting, you're talking about Leeds, England and um, you know, just the, the lifestyle and what's and no, no disrespect to, to England. I lived there for three years, just outside of Bristol. And um, you know, so I, I have very fond memories, but there are different places in the world, you know, that afford different lifestyles. And, and when you're talking about Spain, that's absolutely beautiful, but I love the story of the fact that you're fine tuning you as a, you as a man and a professional and entrepreneur in sales and really crafting that message to start with, but then having an opportunity and a, and a happenstance conversation, Hey, what about real estate? No, there's very few people on this planet. And you know, this Chris, that, they dream as, as a young child, someday I'm going to be a real estate professional. It's not top of the list. And no. everybody seems to somehow fall in some way. And it's one of the best things in the world. I mean, it's incredible, right? I mean, that's, yeah. I just love that. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what happened to me. I mean, I, I, uh, I had no aspirations when I went on that for that weekend, as I say, I had no clue that by Sunday I was going to be like, yeah, all right. I'll move to Spain. Um, twist my arm. Ah, oh, that's horrible. Yeah. No, I, I, lo- I love that, Chris, when you're talking about it. And to me, I really want to want to shift to the, the next phase because Spain, beautiful, amazing. Your career is taking off. It's just so much responsibility and, and growth into that. Why did you leave? And, and, and then again, why, I guess, that's California? A, that's a good story. So yeah. I, um, I, I, because again, I can trace back probably two or three different things that have happened over the last 20 years that okay. have really either gone that way or gone that way. Hmm. And this was certainly one of them. So when in 2000, and it would have been 2002, hmm. uh, or 2003, it was one, I can't remember. But anyway, okay. we, me and a group of lads, we were, you know, young kids, just started making some money. We had yeah. a little bit of dough. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we were like, well, let's go on holiday. And where should we go? So we're like, well, let's go to LA and <laughs> let's go to Vegas, as you do. You know, never been. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. So and we decided the four of us. It was like uh, four of my best mates there at the time. We decided to buy business class tickets. Wow, I've never done that. Fancy. Now, All right. If I hadn't have done that, I would not be sat here with you today. True story. Oh. So on the plane, you had to fly from Malaga to Paris, Paris to LA. Hmm. There was four of us and we were sat next to these two. Well, it was a mother and a daughter and they were both easy on the eye. And so mm-hmm. yeah, sure. we, oh, we, we were like, so who are you and what do you do? And <laughs> this, this lady said, oh, my name's Valerie. I work in real estate. And we were like, well, we work in real estate too. We should all be friends. Well, it turns out that that was Valerie Fitzgerald, who is certainly at the time was the queen of real estate. Over Unreal. Valerie was amazing and lovely and you know we actually visited her she had a barbecue at her house and we all went over and um you know just had it just so generous and welcoming with her time and that was in 2002 or three as I say wow and 
I then, and I'd been, so I'd had another two or three years in Spain, had a really great time, but also Marbella where I was, was really small. Mm-hmm. And I, I was 26, I think 27. And I was really itching for, you know, I thought I, I really had, I thought I could do bigger and better things. I just yeah. wanted to go and live in, I wanted to go and I was thinking of going moving into London. I've always loved London, but never mm-hmm. lived there properly. Yeah. And so I was, I was really ready for the next the next challenge. I'd kind of, and you could also see that the market in Spain was probably a bit peaky and it was ready to fall off a cliff, which it Interesting. did. Interesting, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, me and my pal Bobby decided mm-hmm. to come to, which I'll tell you sure about that as well in a minute. Yes, please. Um, so me and my pal Bobby Brown, remember that name? Mm-hmm. We said, well, let's go, to, let's go to LA again. We had a great time a few years ago, let's go. <laughs> So I we came we came here and that would have been for Halloween 2005 and and I met a girl on holiday you know like the first night and we were here for ten days and you know and I just fell head over heels for this girl and 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 I said to Bob at the end of the holiday we've been here ten days I said listen mate I'm not ready to come home yet I want to I want to stay wow I don't want to leave not ready to leave yet. Um, so I literally left him at the airport, or I didn't go to the airport, put him in a cab to the airport, and I stayed. And it was at that point that I then went, well, how the hell am I going to stay in LA? Because it's not easy. All right. Um, and I said, do you know what? I'm going to call Valerie, who I met a few years ago, see if she remembers me. So I, I still had a number in my phone, and I called her up, and I literally said, hey, Val, it's Chris Dyson. I met you on a plane two years ago. Well, I'm back, and I want a job. And... Um, and she called me into the office. I'll never forget, I was on Benedict Canyon. Didn't know what Benedict Canyon was at the time. Mm. And I, as I was on the phone and I turned around and it just so happened that Benedict Canyon turned into Canon, which is where her office was. And I literally went straight into the office. And, you know, I've been doing big things in Europe. I mean, I was probably, you know, one of the top guys at the top firm, you know, there. So, yeah. uh, and, and thank God, Valerie was representing some big buildings, the Century down in Century City and also what was, what was going to be the Grand Avenue project in downtown. She said, why don't you come do the sales and marketing for that? Mm. Went, done and that was it wow <laughs> Didn't go home went home to pack me bags and then came back again and oh, that was that God. was how that was honestly how it how it started and uh you know the girl kirsten god bless her she she thought i was nuts for moving out got cold feet and dumped me when i was here then and then that was uh, that was but that do you know what that was when i look back again that was one of the most important things that ever happened to me because mm. let me tell you this greg i was yeah. miserable wow like, miserable like looking mm. at flights home because I'd moved out here for this girl yes I got the job but yeah. I I'd always had thank god a very blessed you know um upbringing in life to that point I'd never mm-hmm. really experienced you know devastation I've always been jammy honestly and had a really fab fab time and this was the first time I was in a place didn't have any friends didn't know anybody I'd moved out literally for this girl she said I'm not interested anymore mm. and I was devoted so, um, so again, when I look back, having to where I am now, that that experience actually was one of the best things that ever happened to me in terms of character growth. And you know, I can get through that, and I can actually not just get through that, but thrive and go on to bigger and better things. I now, you know, I feel like I could, you know, take on anything, honestly. And I actually credit it back to that because it was the first time it ever happened to me. Oh, wow. so anyway, so that's 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 that. Yeah. And Chris, that's that's absolutely incredible. And again, just the 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 different opportunities that have uh, you've put yourself in position to take, right, or not take, either way. And it's just incredible to see that the split, the fork in the road, and you making those decisions. And and again, I'm a firm believer that everything does happen for a reason. And whether it's positive or negative, it affects the growth of your life. And, and as you stated, hey, that was devastating to you, but. You wouldn't be the man you are today without going through the experiences that you had, positive or negative, and then leading up to that that growth and, and that change and desire. You you being miserable and not being satisfied in a in a smaller area and wanting more for your life, that that burning desire is absolutely incredible and it's intoxicating. There's so many people who are watching this now that that feel they understand exactly where you're coming from and they felt that themselves and they've made decisions. Some people haven't, some people get scared. Uh, I love the fact that that wasn't you. And, and I'm glad that you got on that flight and that you came out and visit. It sounds like anywhere you go, there's opportunities in some way, form or fashion. That's what it sounds like. Well, I tell you, I think it's important as well for actually doing this job. You know, I mean, again, I, I, I you know, I think you've got to, 
you've, you've got to control what you can control. You've really got to make the most of what you can control because there's so much that you can't. Mm -hmm. right? Well said. You know, um, you've got to put yourself in the right positions. And I'm jumping ahead a bit here, but you, yeah. I mean physically uh -huh. to meet the right people. You know, and I, when I, again, when I look back at the things that have happened to me that have let, helped me, you know, you've got to execute, by the way, but if you're not mm -hmm. putting yourself out there in the right positions to, to, to meet the right people, you know, and luckily where we live, you can, you can decide if you want to have a coffee at the Beverly Hills Hotel or mm -hmm. Starbucks, you know, I mean, it's like, put yourself literally in positions where you can meet and then be ready to, ready to engage, you know, have, have your, have your, you know, your knowledge up to date and be ready to open your mouth and, get after it, man. I mean, that's, that's, that is it, you know? So, uh, okay. and again, I, I put my, and that's what that taught me. If I hadn't have been sat in that part of the plane and a different part of the plane, it would never, ever happen. Hmm. And I would never have made that relationship and I would never have got a job. I wouldn't have my wife, wouldn't have my kids, wouldn't be sat here in this little house. I would, none of it would have happened. Oh my God. I hadn't have done that. So. You, you know, you're, you're a true practitioner into this fact, and, and hopefully this rings true to everybody out there. There's no such thing as luck. It's preparation meets opportunity. So you make your own luck, right? And um, you've done that and you continue to do that. And, and Chris, I want to talk about um, furthering into your career and progression, because now you're in real estate you're, through the storyline in here. You're at California. You're really going through it. Um, you've had so many incredible ventures and you've met so many amazing people, as you stated, to really, you know, yeah. build things. So I want to talk about, you know, businesses that you're a part of, and I guess what leads you up till today, which is, you know, the, the PLS.com and, and really talking about that too. So let's just kind of whatever detail you want to give us up until where we're at now. So, so when I joined Valerie, it was 2006. Mm -hmm. And as everyone knows, in 2007 and eight, everything went, Right. So, you know, I, uh, I, I was very lucky that the success that I'd had in Spain was able to, to sustain me over those sort of three or four years. Thank Love God. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and again, just I, I, I look at things that happened to me. I was, I was through a dinner that when I was just here, I met a guy who introduced me to a chap. I don't, I don't want to mention names because it's, sure wanky but uh <laughs> that's fair <laughs> really significant guy who ended up being such a, a close friend of mine and has really been able to shape my business and, and personal life you know more than he probably knows um wow and uh you know just you know i think again you say prep what is it preparation meets opportunity meets preparation i mm -hmm. think yeah. you know you as long as you conduct yourself in the right way and you you know you you have some character into all the good all the buzzwords character integrity do right by your clients just don't you know then then good things will happen and so i've mm -hmm. always tried to do that and you know again thank god i've been able to meet these you know these guys that have then led on to you know well that introduced that person and that person then introduced that person and you know mm -hmm. in, in in a very short order i've i've been ridiculously lucky to represent some incredible people out here mm -hmm. and um you know, that, uh, that, that, that probably started in 2011, Wow! I think, or two, the end of 2010, 11. Yeah. And then from there, that's when my real estate career really blossomed. If it blossomed at all was, uh, was over the, from there to now, um, you know, I, I've been involved in some really significant sales, uh, -huh. uh started off, I actually moved from Valley, you know, I, I got, I was able to get a green card. It made okay. more sense for me to, uh, to move offices. So I actually moved to Keller Williams. Oh, interesting. And I actually loved it. Loved Keller Williams group. I have to tell you, I, uh, training was great. The, uh, you know, the company was great. The people were great. I have not a single bad word to say about any of it. It was really, a really enjoyable time. I mean, I was lucky to be, I think I was one or two, you know, salesperson in the office wow. in 10, 11, 12, I think it was, mm. I was there. Wow. Um, and then, and luckily, some of these some of these buyers that I'd represented then started to turn into sellers, mm -hmm. and uh, there were significant homes. And, and 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 frankly, they they wanted more of a luxury branding behind the listing. Sure. At the time, Mauricio Yamansky and Billy had been sort of knocking on my door, which is a hell of a you know again that's uh, that was that was really wonderful because I loved those guys. I mean, I'd always looked up to both those guys as I was learning what the market was here. Mm -hmm. Class and acts. Oh, sure. Yeah, really, I mean, Billy's just a 
you know, he's a titan in his in his architectural world and, and everything else. And, and Mo was always, a, you know, you see these massive homes and there's always his name was on them. I was like, bloody hell, guys are smashing it. So when they came yeah. to firm and they came knocking on my door, I was chuffed, chuffed a bit. So, yeah. um, so I moved to the agency in 2012. And, uh, and, and again, thank God I've, I've been like a, you know, whatever that, the Wall Street Journal top thousand, you know, I've mm-hmm. been on that list more years than I haven't for the last 10 years. And, uh-huh. uh, um, and, and, you know, frankly, I probably could have done maybe more with my real estate, my real estate career, but I've had this entrepreneurial itch mm. always that I've always yeah. I've wanted to scratch. And again, talking about just taking it, having a go, yeah. You know, my favorite quote is probably whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Mm, love that. And, um, you know, I, I've always wanted to, uh, you know, you, all those you miss 100% of the shots you don't take and all that sort of thing. I mean, I, I've always wanted to have a go. So from sort of 2000 and in 2010, 11, I came up with an idea to create a drinks company, mm-hmm. uh, an alcohol company, honestly, because I, you know, come from England, I like to have a drink. Sure. I like to drink coconut water the next day to try and relieve the hangover. So I made this drink that was basically vodka and coconut water, basically <laughs> rehydrate while you dehydrate. And, um, <laughs> great. Called it Voco. Okay. And, uh, and, and, and honestly, I actually raised a pretty significant amount of money for that. And we went to market, I think in 2014, 15, six, it took a while. Again, yeah. that was the, the, just the journey of, one, trying to make a drink for a start. And mm. I'm also trying to sell houses. So I'd sell houses to fund this addiction, basically. That's what it looked like. Wow. And so, you know, creating it, understanding what the process of doing that was, again, a massive, you've got no idea what mm. goes on in terms of government regulations, labels, mm. taxes, government agencies, just before it gets on the, on the shelf. And then, you've got, and then you've got to make it work, which is the hard bit. Right. Um, and so... I did that alongside, uh, alongside, alongside my real estate career, and mm-hmm. and 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 honestly, it didn't work. Hmm. It, didn't, it didn't execute. Okay. Uh, it should, have, should have been a you know, uh, it should have been a, a, a you know, one of those success stories. It could have been the, the liquid was great, the, everything was great about it, but hmm. we didn't quite get the execution right. I don't think my partners would mind me saying uh, uh, you know, on that. And uh, sure. but again, it wasn't really. It was. I don't look at it as a loss. I definitely look at it as a lesson. Um, you know, all of these things when I look back are really valuable stuff. You think world's ended at the time. Again, I was fucking sure. like, oh, I thought, I don't know how many good ideas I've got. That was the one. That was going to be my, you know. <laughs> That's it. That was the thing. And, um, you know, and, and, and as I look back now, it, you know, hopefully it wasn't. But um, there was a really, there was a really, there was a, there was a key conversation that I had with, um, with one of my best friends. And... Uh, uh, also a client and is a super successful guy. His name's okay. Danny Lubert. And Danny is, uh, he's chairman of a company called, the, I'm going to give him a plug here, the first group, which is a development company in Dubai who are currently building the tallest hotel in the world. Wow, incredible. Danny, Danny, at the same, I'll tell you this, at the same time I moved out to uh, America in 2005, Danny created that company. And I, and I always look go, for fuck's sake, over my <laughs> nine years or whatever time, <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm still going, you know, I'm trying to, trying to, you know, make massive things. And, and, um, and he created this sort of incredible development company with mm. you know, billions in sales and, uh, and everything else. So the moral of the story is this, is that when, when he's, when he opens his mouth to give you some advice, I listen. All right. You know, he's one of those guys, you know, that, you know, that's one of the things I love about this job and what I've been able to do is I interact with some, you know, Titans of, you know, the, entertainment business sports world and so anytime you can glean anything from them mm-hmm. you know i've just got two ears and one mouth use them in that order you know so i yes, uh, I, I i try and i try and home in and danny basically said to me he said look with all due respect chris what the fuck do you know about drinks companies oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well fair enough <laughs> yeah all right all right go on he said you know real estate's your thing you know everything about real estate i mean mm-hmm. i, I but you know that's what I've lived and breathed for 15 years he said yeah. why don't you see if there's an opportunity within the real estate world um that that, that needs that needs um addressing and sure. so I and, and and it was at that point that I'd always I'd always and this is going into how the pls.com came into existence love it um because pocket listings as so the pls.com was the pocket listing service and pocket listings 
we were never, it was never something that we ever said was a better idea. It wasn't, we didn't create the company because we thought there was a better way of doing things. Uh-huh. Because they existed, because sellers wanted them to happen. That's what sellers wanted to adopt this strategy. And there was no way to actually, you know, do them justice in terms of the marketing or actually give them a solution to how to effectively market that situation. Hmm. So anyway, so I, 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 wanted to, I wanted to come up with a platform that would let that happen. Okay. And, um, and so in, it was 2016 at this point, and hmm. I was driving down Sunset Boulevard and, I'm, and I've had this conversation with Danny and he's gone, you know, do this. I've gone, right, but if I'm going to do that, because I've thought about it for a while anyway. I was like, yeah. why does that exist? It should exist that. That's hmm. stupid. That doesn't exist. Um, and I was like, well, what would you call it? And it was like, well, you know, pocket listing service, the PLS, that sounds right. You know, that would yeah. be that would be the, the proper name, I think, given that, you know, real estate agents would probably get the, you know, the, the, the meaning straight away. So I thought, well, that's a good name. So I called up GoDaddy. Yeah. And I was driving past the Mondrian going <laughs> west. And then I get on the phone and I get on with one of the sales guys. I said, I want to buy this domain. You couldn't do it on the, on the thing. I said, it might be for sale, call us. So I called them up. They said, yeah, it's for sale, but it's X. Wow. And X had a lot of zeros. I've, yeah. And, um, and I didn't have a lot of zeros in my bank account at, the, at that particular time. And so I sort of took a deep breath and I pulled over into the, into the coffee bean car park outside opposite Tower Records. And I was like, and at this point, I'd spoken to a developer. I had mm. no idea what it would cost to build. I had no idea how to do it. I had no idea about anything. And I thought, right, if you go and spend X mm. on an effing domain name, you're going to have to build it. I mean, there's just no, no choice. <laughs> no choice. If you're going to do that, you are going to have to find a way to do it. So yeah. what do you want to do? Um, so I went, fine, F it. Wow. Bye. And that's and then and then I went to work sort of um, I went to work figuring out how to go and build build what we what we designed like almost like a platform for pocket listings for like a walled garden for agents to share this information that sellers want to be shared but didn't want the public to know about. Hmm. Um, and as part of that process, again, I'm very very fortunate in in our office at the agency. I sat or I did before we did all this. I sat right in the middle of the office, and in front of me is Mauricio Yumansky. Uh-huh. And behind me is James Harris and David Palmer, yeah. and so like ten feet either side. And so you know, obviously, and they're thankfully they're they're three of my closest friends. I love them dearly. They're mm. wonderful people first and foremost, and sure. obviously three of the most successful guys that have ever done this job, and three of the most recognisable guys that have ever done this job. Sure. So I approached them and I said, "Look, this is what I'm trying to build. I was halfway through it at the time, and like I'd, I'd like you to be involved." And they went, "We're in. Let's do it." Wow. Well, that's how that started. And then we launched that in 2017. Hmm. Um, and honestly, Greg, our mission uh, with it was yeah. always to, to because we're predominantly agents first. I mean, that's mm-hmm. my, my job and I want to be able to do it. I want my kids to be able to do it, you know, in the years to come. And so our mission was always to try and protect the agent community mm-hmm. with, 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 with technology rather than let technology make it obsolete. We wanted to give agents added value and relevance, I think, which was certainly as if the last 15 years have done anything with the advent of, you know, syndication and third party platforms. Uh-huh. Um, I think agents value and relevance has been eroded uh, over that time. And so with the seller's consent, you know, again, that's really important. We weren't, it was sellers that wanted to adopt this strategy, right. provide a platform that would, 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 uh, add value to agents yeah. so that's what we did and it went amazingly well I mean we had nearly 20,000 people that had signed up for it and we were just about to relaunch uh, a whole new version of that platform and then clear cooperation happened oh. <laughs> in yeah. 2000 and whatever that was 19 hmm. so um, that 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 basically destroyed our business model mm-hmm. so that was another moment honestly wow. I mean that was Unreal. like you know, I was I was in the room in San Francisco. I went to San Francisco and I'm listening to the guys and I'm and I'm going, we've done it. We fixed this is the this is the this is I had flyers that I was handing around to everybody when they were passing this law. I've gone, we've done it. Mm-hmm. Look, it's right here. We've yeah. fixed the problem. This is the solution. Mm-hmm. And as they passed the law, I, I remember walking around San Francisco with my head in my hands, going, What the F just happened? How the what the you know? Yeah. I'm just not to swear a lot of it's a family show. <laughs> Um, you're, you're good you're totally good Chris <laughs> uh, and so 
And so, but then again, we, I sort of went, I went back and I was like, look, we want to give the agent community a platform hmm. that um, ultimately would give them a tool to fight back against these third party platforms. Love it. So we, that, that was, that was always our goal. That was always our mission. And so we, we went away, we took the site down rather than ask people to use the site mm-hmm. in a way that would expose them to fines. We didn't see how we could let that happen. So at our cost, we took it down mm-hmm. and we rebuilt it from scratch. Wow. We built it from scratch with a whole new functionality, a whole new platform. And, uh, and, that, and that's what we have. That's what we've just launched at the beginning of this year, which I couldn't be prouder of, honestly, there's, oh, there's yeah. a lot of, you know, blood, sweat, tears, and emotions gone into getting to this point. And thank mm-hmm. God we're having a really, really amazing um, launch and feedback. I'm having incredible conversations with brokerages at state level. And, you know, the feedback's been magnificent. So, oh, gosh, Chris, when, when, when you yeah. talk about that, what, a, what an incredible journey and everybody having an, an open window to, to your mind and the processes and the partners and, and every aspect of really growing that and, and the risk that's involved and, and the shaky nature of being an entrepreneur and, and starting something from nothing. Uh, I, I know that that's resonating with so many people. And, and I, I do want to dive a little bit deeper into the now version of the PLS.com. And uh, because the audience right now, you know, the Titan Nation, it's full of incredible real estate professionals that, that really want to learn and grow and change and scale their business, which is why anybody who tunes into this, whether it's audio or video format, they want to learn from greatness. They want to understand processes. They want to better themselves and their clients and their lives. So could you give an explanation as to how anybody who's watching or listening can utilize the PLS.com, what it means for them, those yep. sorts of scenarios? Do you know what I mean? Easy. Yeah, absolutely. So again, I mean, my mission with this was, I, I was if, if, if we could create a platform that saved is the wrong word, mm-hmm. but protected the agent community, right? what's happened. I mean, it's a really it's a really uh, interesting time as well because you know there's a lot of there's a lot of chatter at, at the moment with Zillow that it just purchased Showing Time. Yeah. Zillow turned into a brokerage. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I wouldn't be remiss in saying that the agent community as a whole, or certainly the majority of agents, feel um, frustrated with how our industry has changed and how these platforms. It's not just Zillow; it's all these third-party platforms that syndicate our information. Mm-hmm. They take it, they repackage it, and then they put it out to the public for their benefit and profit, not ours, without our consent. And some would argue using our information against us. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that, has been a, that has been a huge source of frustration, almost betray- I think agents feel a sense of betrayal yeah. uh, with how that's been allowed to happen, mm-hmm. uh, frankly. And, uh, and I think agents have been frustrated that they haven't had the tools to do anything about it. Wow. So that's what we wanted to do. First and okay. foremost, give the agents the tools to, do, to be able to fight back if they want to. Because here's, okay. the, here's the thing. There's a couple of things. If we're going to stop the, um, the cycle of syndication to third-party platforms, okay, we have to start putting our listing information somewhere else as well, mm-hmm. all right, and in a fully compliant manner, but in a place that we control, all right, as, the, as agents, and in a place where our leads are not sold back to us, and in a place where other agents can't pay to advertise against other agents' listings. And perhaps most importantly, where buyers know that they are being connected directly with the listing agent again and not being duped into buyer representation, which is what happens now. Buyers don't know that when they enter in their information, it's grabbed. Oh, no. You know, they think I've had situations where buyers come to a listing and they think they're meeting me and then there's another agent that they've never met before. Hmm. And and actually, I just lost a listing. I won't bore you with the, you know... (laughs) That, but I would argue, well, that's a god. Yeah. Funny thing was, it was actually the house hmm. of the girl that I moved out here for. She no ended up way. married to another guy, and I and I we're still great friends, and it's amazing to see. But I actually wow. had the house listed, and I was gutted because I couldn't sell it because I would argue <laughs> this bloody agent was able to advertise against it, got the lead that came in four times without. <sighs> look, who knows if I would have sold them? But I know that if you give me a someone four times who wants to come see it four times without me with me i reckon i get it done but anyway that's just agreed me. so they were you know anyways that that is another story but hmm. so the most important thing that we have to do as i say is we have to start putting our information somewhere else okay and the interesting thing with the clear cooperation rule is this is that it says within one business day of launching 
um, or sorry, within one business day of marketing a property to the public, you have to put it on the MLS yeah. and Zillow and everyone else gets their hands on it. Well, one right. business day is a long time. All right. If you, if you put uh, a listing on the PLS on a Friday, uh-huh. that means that you don't have to put it on the MLS till a Monday. And then uh-huh. you have three days. Hmm. All right. That's three days in a totally compliant manner where the only place on planet Earth a buyer can find that property is on the PLS.com. Hmm. The only person that a buyer can call when they get to the PLS.com is the listing agent. All right. There's no other agent that can advertise against it. Right. And so, and I would argue that those first calls are your most important calls as well. I mean, they're the, guy, they're the buyers that are waiting. They're the guys that have got alerts set up. I, as a, as a, as a listing agent, I want to make sure that I get those leads. I mean, that's mm-hmm. how historically we grew our business was using listings to generate leads to either sell or move or then work clients later on. So mm-hmm. we want to, we want to return that, that scenario back to the agent. So now agents can list everything on the PLS first. Mm-hmm. And we're telling the, we're telling the public that uh, properties hit the PLS before they appear anywhere else in a totally compliant manner. Wow. And by doing that, we'll start to create a repository mm-hmm. where the, all the information lives, but in a place that we control. We will never syndicate it to other platforms. Okay. So this will be an, a platform for the agents where they know that their, 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 their inventory is controlled by them again. And mm. more than that, you know, this is, this is the crazy, you know, when you say this to some people, when they go, no, we can beat Zillow. They're like, no, you can't. They're too big. Not true. Mm. All right. Not true. As a community, the agent community has strength in numbers. All right. If every agent in the country decided to get together in one place, whether it be the PLS or anything else, we could decide what our future looks like. You can then decide if we, if you want to keep selling your information to these, which if you do, by the way, fine. All right. I've had it. That's not, we're not saying it's this or that. If you like that, keep doing it. But at the moment you don't have a choice Uh and we want to give you a choice. And again, if every agent was in one place, then you can decide if you want to still do that. And more importantly, if you don't, then all these third-party platforms would become obsolete overnight. Oh, That's yeah. the power that we have, just mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. They don't own any of their own inventory. They pull it all from you. Hmm. you stop giving it them. The problem is, and this has always got to be the most important thing, is it's, you've got to make sure that the, you, have, you give the public a compelling reason to go and the public isn't being hurt. Because, mm-hmm. again, the client always has to be our North Star. Oh. And... Um, so, but if, if everyone was in one place, the public gets access to everything, mm-hmm. and, but you control it. And the client, also the public knows they're connecting with the listing agent again. Mm-hmm. So we provided, and that's just one part of it. I'm going to get to the other stuff now, but that's yeah. the first bit is that we've given agents the tool, the platform to be able to carry that out mm-hmm. in a fully compliant way and take back control of their inventory and lead generation. So that's the first thing. Yeah. Now, the second thing, uh, which I think is even perhaps more exciting, but certainly as exciting, mm-hmm. is we are letting buyers agents um, use their buyers to actually connect directly with potential sellers. Wow. Now, that has never been done. Oh. All right. Now, if you oh. have a buyer, and I always thought, honestly, Greg, that buyers agents got a tough rap in terms of being able to use their hard, their, you know, it's, it's hard getting buyer relationships and sales. That's but, right. you know, the seller, you always had the listing that you can leverage. Mm-hmm. Buyers, you didn't have any tools to do that. So what we've done is now we're letting potential sellers search for which agent has the best buyer for their home. Wow. And so that means if you're sat at home as a seller right now, mm-hmm. and you're thinking, well, if I got this, I'd sell my house. If you haven't got a listing agent, you can tap your address into the pls.com, mm-hmm. enter your selling criteria, so price, bedrooms, size, etc., And then we'll match you with the agents that have the buyer for you right now. And what's crazy about that is that those buyers agents get the lead. Now, that's a potential listing lead. That's wow. a lead that they can sell to the buyer that they're looking for. Now, whether you convert that or not depends on if you've been, you know, going to your Tom Ferry courses or whatever it is from a really good agent. Sure. Is, is that we're going to give you that connection, hmm. and um, which has never been done before. That's and huge. It's it's huh. it could it, I think it's going to change everything. Yeah. And, um, and again, in a market now where inventory is so tight, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this has given agents the opportunity to actually go out and source the property for their buyers rather than waiting for it to hit and then fighting with 100 people. So mm-hmm. that, you know, is, is, is where I think the rubber's really going to hit the road. And, I, and I'm buzzing, honestly, about, uh, about that functionality. So that's, that, they're the two things that the front end of the site does. Yeah, yeah. I could go on. 
Chris, blurts at you for the last half. No, 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 but but I think I think this is great. The the, the information that that you're able to share. First of all, I can feel your passion. I I know that other people that are watching and listening, hopefully, you can hear and or see Chris's passion. But there no. there there is a there's a serious problem. There really is. And for you and the partners to really create something that is solving a massive problem, whether you know it or not, it's there. And this is, a, this is an opportunity for people to really understand that. So you can't give enough information. Obviously, we want anybody who's watching or listening to dive in, to go to the PLS.com, to really understand, reach directly out to Chris. I mean, hopefully I'm not throwing you under the bus, Chris, oh, but oh, you know, I'm doing all day is this, I'm, I'm on this Zoom, I'm made a dent in this chair in the last because all I've been doing is, is, is talking about it to everybody. So no, it's Chris at Email me directly. I'll answer any questions you have. Oh, I love that, Chris. No, th this is, this is invaluable stuff when it comes down to it. And, and again, I, I can't believe that, uh, you know, we're able to have this conversation and really share so much knowledge and info. But again, I, I would encourage everybody to reach directly out to Chris, really do your due diligence and understand where your business is and, and where it's going. And, and, you know, whether you see these, these potential pitfalls or issues or not, you really have to open your eyes and you really have to surround yourself with great people. And, you know, again, it's just wonderful to be able to have this conversation, Chris. And, and I do want to, anything else you want to share, please do. Uh, and so I don't want to cut you off there. Well, so, no, you know, come I, again, I'm just, I, I, I've noticed that I'm just, you know, one way traffic. <laughs> this is great. This anyway, is great. Um, but I, I just, I'll, I'll finish it off. I'll, yeah. I'll wrap it up again. Okay. Very now. cool. So, um, I think, I think, as I mentioned earlier, that we have strength in numbers as a community. Mm -hmm. so in the back end of what the platform does is it is connecting all agents. That's never been done, all right? Mm -hmm. At the moment, we have 600 or so MLSs across the country. They're all independent. They're all for-profit. They're all doing their own thing. If we can get everybody in one place, we have the strength in numbers to decide our future. But it also opens up opportunities for referral networks, mm -hmm. you know, share ideas between agents, being able to connect with people. And not, you know, in, in different parts of the country is really compelling. Yeah. Um, pocket listings, again, people always ask, well, what are you doing for pocket listings? You were the pocket listing people. Mm -hmm. Well, a couple of, couple of notes on that. So two things. If you have it, because it still exists, pocket listings still exist, whether mm -hmm. you like it or you don't. And we could have a whole other hour on, on that, which, which I won't. Right. Uh, <laughs> what my thoughts are. But anyway, um, here's, the, here's the deal. If you have a signed listing agreement with a seller who wants to adopt an off-market strategy, mm. you can no longer advertise that outside of your office. Okay. okay. So now what you have to do if you have that listing is you have to now be able to search for who has a buyer instead. Mm. And so that's what the PLS.com does is you can go into the back end and you can search the whole PLS universe for who has the buyer for your house instead mm. rather than search for your house in a fully compliant way. Wow. That's the first thing. Um, the second thing that we do, and this goes back to adding value and, and, and relevance to agents, is that we all, I would say, or certainly majority of us of agents have sellers who we think we can deliver or we know that we can deliver, but we don't mm -hmm. have a listing agreement. You know, I have a guy right now that would sell his house if I brought him the right number. Wow. Uh, I don't have a listing agreement, but I want to be able to amplify that opportunity, I call sure. it. I want, yeah. I want to be able to say, if you've got so much money in this area, I've got, the, I've got the guy call me. So you were, and we're also in the back end, we're able to amplify or let agents amplify those opportunities and connect with the agent community. And again, I can then, you know, you call me, Greg, and say, okay, I've got the buyer, what's the story? And then we yeah. figure out the contract and, the, and, and what the commission agreement should be and everything else. But it's yeah. making those connections and being oh. able to amplify to a greater audience is, is, is what's, is what's real, the real goal there. And again, that in a totally compliant way, I say that a lot because- yeah. We, we always want our members to work and, and act on the site in a compliant manner and let them do so. Mm -hmm. um, but there you've got access to stuff that your clients doesn't have. Mm -hmm. All right. Again, that's a reason why they're going to need you. I think uh, going when people say, well, what's really important as, a, as, a, as an agent? What are the things that you need to do? The first thing you need to do is make sure you know, you know more than your clients. All right? right. In any business. All right. If you can't tell them something they don't know, why are they going to use you? Mm. So, you need to make sure that you have access to information. And that's become more difficult now because everything's available online. Yeah. That was one of the big issues, again, which is what we were trying to do was, was give agents value and relevance. And hmm. I would argue, anyway, that our job starts once we get into escrow, you know, in hmm. terms of delivering our value and showing our worth in terms of getting to, you know, because I know that some of these companies wanted, wanted to be able to buy a house at the click of a switch. Mm -hmm. you know, 
you know, just all online. Sure. It's such a nuanced process. I don't know that how that will ever work effectively mm-hmm. because, I mean, I could tell you I could have an hour on each escrow, you know, <laughs> really right now about, about the ups and downs and everything else. So that's the first thing is being able to add value to your clients. And that's something that we hope the PLS is going to do in a, in a really amazing way. Well, Chris, I know that there's so much value that's there and we're only scratching the surface with it, but I just want, I wanted everybody to at least have a, have a better understanding or a deeper understanding directly through, you know, you and really understanding the back ends and what, what the positives and what's going on in the markets and, and really uh, just educate the, you know, the audience, which Chris, you've done that. And then some, and, and I'm, I'm super, super excited about that, but um, I do want to ask you one more series of questions, uh, you know, and then we should be good to go uh, with this. I know I've chatted your ear off for the no. last <laughs> This is great. Hey, I love it. I, I could talk all day, my friend. I know you got meetings and so do I. I just want to be sensitive of your time. But um, when we talk about this aspect of it, and, and again, to everybody out there, we'll have links in the comments below so that you can really connect and link and, and find more information about everything that Chris has talked about more. But Chris, this next question is really the advisory piece because everybody wants to learn from the best and brightest minds. Everybody wants to have different perspective from people who have been there, done that, really walk the talk. So, yep. and this can be from any aspect because you're, as, as you stated, multi-entrepreneur, right? <laughs> Real estate, you know, when it comes down to it, so many different opportunities. So you could take it from any angle, but if you could look back at your career thus far, and pick or choose one or two things that you added to your business or that you implemented that dramatically changed it. You really saw the needle move for uh, time, production, growth. Any advice that you give to the audience out there, whether they're new to the business or they're seasoned, what, what would you say? So look, I, I touched on it earlier on. I, I was able to put myself in a literal sense in a position to meet, to meet people that could, could have a positive effect on my career. Love it. And... And then, you know, when you get into that position, I acted in such a way that they trust they they trusted me that I knew what I was doing. So that it didn't happen in a day or in a week or in a month. It's months mm-hmm. of cultivating. You know, it's it's such a relationship-driven business. Mm-hmm. I think that um, that's that's probably the most important thing that I think if I if I've done anything well and I do well and it's because I it's because I love it and it's authentic. Mm-hmm. I think authenticity is the key. You know, I'm. Uh, uh, you know, I, 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 you've always got to say what's in the best interest of the client. You know, even if that's telling them not to buy something. Uh, you know, you've you've always got to because they they know when you when you're being when they're being sold to. Uh-huh. You know, if you, if you always keep the client's best interest as you should anyway. But it's you know it can sometimes be difficult when you haven't got money in the bank and you're desperate for a sale. Right. Think of that. You've got to be. You know, you've just got to not even look at the numbers and just think what's in the client's best interest and act hmm. accordingly. Um, but again, I, I, being in those, being in those situations and then, and then, and then doing the best goddamn job you can do. You mm-hmm. know, when I got the opportunity, I put myself in the situation to get the opportunity, but then I really executed, you know, wow. I, uh, I was a good broker, mm-hmm. you know, I did, I, I did, I did good. I did good business. I created really good relationships with the agency community. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. there's not any agent in LA, in the LA community that I crossed the road you know, not to see, you know, I think that's super important as well in any market is cultivating those relationships because they're who you're going to be dealing with yeah. and they're going to want to deal with you. And that could be the difference between you getting something accepted or not. And so I just feel like, you know, being uh, authentic, being, having character, integrity, all the things that you should have, and then really learning the, you know, the, and because we have so much info, the good thing with all this information being shared is it's all there. You just need to go and get it. Right. So you can you can find out the price per square foot in a certain area. You can find out the comps, the solds. And so, again, it's all about adding value, knowing what's happening in the market so that when a client talks to you, you come across in a competent and, and, and authoritative way uh-huh. um, so that they trust you to advise them. I mean, it's just it's, it's not rocket science. Hmm. Got to do it. And, um, you know, as I say, that's, I think, where I've been able to succeed if, if I have at all over the years is, you know, capitalize on the opportunities that I've present, you know, put myself in front of and executed on them, I think. Uh, Chris, I I think that there's so many beautiful nuggets inside there that you just laid down for everybody to to, to really pick up and and implement is, you know, first and foremost is really taking it to the standpoint of putting yourself in the right room with the right people and, you know, having something of value to share and not just take. And and I think that 
so many people, they use the, the adage, you know, get a seat at the table. Well, yeah. there's a lot of people that say, look, if you can't get a seat at the table, then figure out a way to be the waiter and, and serve the drinks. So at least you can hear it. Right. Yeah. Uh, that there's surrounding yourself with great people and thought leaders and trailblazers, mavericks, if you will, is just going to, everybody gravitates towards that. And, and it's the guilty by association, five and five, it's positive or negative. You're going to be the fifth billionaire, right? Out of the group, right? If, the, if you're that, that standpoint or same principle, if you're in around a bunch of negative people, you're going to be the fifth negative person. And, yes. and so I, I think that what you're mentioning, it should hit home to a lot of people as a, as a friendly reminder, but then implement. I can't stress that enough. I love the fact that you mentioned that because you could put yourself in the right room and you could have a shot, but if you're not putting the work in, if you're not working hard and doing it right and being honest and leading with integrity and character, it's going to fall apart. It won't last very long if it does at all. And, and again, you're, you're just, you're hitting on so many positive notes and, and uh, it seems like common sense, Chris, but it's not, if it was common, everybody would do it. It's just not. And, you know, so it's just great to hear it from true pros like you who do it. I think being patient as well. I mean, as I say, it doesn't, I think people want instant gratification now. I mean, you've got to just keep, you know, um, it it takes time to really cultivate the right relationships and trust with the right people and they've been executed properly. I mean, you just got to know that that's the plan and trust because what else, honestly, what else are you going to do? I mean, you know, hopefully everyone's got a very long life ahead of them and, um, you know, so, you know, have a more, you know, Gary Vee talks about that. I like listening to him. He talks about, you know, having a more perspective on, on time. And so uh, I think that's important too, is one thing that has rang true very, you know, clearly with me is that things just don't have, with the businesses and with clients, it's the same. You have to nurture, you have to build, you have to put the time in and, um, it doesn't happen overnight. And if it does, it's probably not the right thing. So, uh, you know, I, that, 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 that's my experience anyway, you know. I love it. I, I know that everybody is uh, absolutely thrilled to death that they were able to hear your story and, and get to know, you know, so many important industry topics and things that are really going to make impacts on their lives and the worlds that are now and to the future. But Chris, the advice is just there. And, and I can't thank you enough to that you just took the time of your busy day to share it with everybody out here. I, I, it was an honor and a pleasure, my friend. This was great for sure. Hey, thank you. You're a star, man. I love chatting with you. You're an absolute, you know, gem. So thank you. Oh, the feelings mutual. The feelings mutual, my friend. You, I, I need, I need to dub this in. You are an official real estate titan that is knighted. You are knighted as an as a titan. You can wear that badge proudly. Thank you. That is yours forever. Uh, but uh, yeah, Chris, seriously, it was an honor, pleasure, man. Every single time. It's just, it's just great stuff. So everybody, um, as always, thank you as well for your time and attention, your love and support. If you like what we're doing with Real Estate Titans, please don't forget to like and subscribe. You know what to do at this point. I have to give our sponsor a quick shout out, Lionbolt Media. If you are in the real estate business, you're looking to saturate your market, really dive deep into your uh, clientele, buyer, sellers, and convert to close transactions, visit lionboltmedia.com for all your technical and information marketing and advertising. We are live here on Real Estate Titans every Tuesday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Thanks, Chris. Stop, man. Thanks, Greg. Much love, everyone.